1: Order and fight. fried chicken, order and fire, fried chicken, order and fire, a fish, a big What's up, everybody? This is Chef Marcus Samuelson. And together with my dear partner, Klein Jason Diacotea. And we want to take this moment straight from the kitchen and say, Happy Thanksgiving. For this holiday season, Loving on one another. It's going to be a different holiday season. You might not be with your loved one, but at least communicate. Whether that's on Instagram or social media or Facebook or Zoom, cook, eat, and love one another. And happy holiday. This
0: moment. This moment. Marcus, how you feeling? Yeah, 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 yeah. How you yeah. feeling?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Jason, I'm 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 actually really hyped uh, because. Um, there's so many things happening it never lets up right but i also uh, start to think about my thanksgiving meal and what's coming <laughs> what's about to happen gear you know up, what i mean up, yeah. and and i was thinking about What is this holiday going to look like? You know, obviously people are not going to travel as much. There will be a lot of Zoom cooking. There will be a lot of FaceTime cooking. And I do know as we are connected, uh, the holiday will happen. It will be the first uh, probably social distance holiday we've ever Mm -hmm. had. But there might be something coming out of this holiday that we're going to keep. And we might keep forever. So this is a very unique, we are experiencing this for the first time.
0: Are you able to uh, affirm that, like create what that takeaway is going to be for you or what that new twist or that new add on to this very traditional holiday of Thanksgiving is going to be?
1: Well, it's it's something interesting, right? Because I had to take inventory about my own life, right? You know, so first of all, what am I keeping? And I am keeping our charity work every time... Every year around Thanksgiving, we do turkey giveaway out in the restaurant. We do sides giveaway. So we, we are setting up this holiday very similar, starting that work on which local charities that we're going to work with and so on, right? So that's something that we, because of World Center Kitchen, what we've been doing, we've actually been, that part is pretty easy. You know, we know exactly how to serve the community in a social distance way. And I'm very, very happy and proud that we can do that. Maybe not as big as we normally do it. But, but it can keep be done, that. yeah. It, and it's gonna mm-hmm. happen. So, so you know, partnering up with uh, um, Lexi here in Harlem, she does all the cookies and we do the sides and stuff like that. The other part is, you know, um, I thought about this, you know, I, I guest edited Bon Appetit's holiday issue here in in america right so we started with thanksgiving and the holidays in august and september right and we have to think about how this year is so unique in the sense of how do we maintain our holidays tradition and so we did i did a thanksgiving party my wife and i here in harlem so we shot it for the issues. So we invited Dapper Dan and we di- invited Bevy Smith and Thelma Golan and so on. But they had to come in on very specific hours. It could only be there for 30 minutes. So people had to come in, you know, a quick test, leave, take the picture, eat the food, leave. Okay. And we did a wow. Zoom wow. party. So so I was like, oh my How God. How do you keep the this? food warm so,
0: throughout? I mean, like <laughs> nightmare for a <laughs> chef, man. Right. Yeah.
1: Mm. Right, but we did end up on a big call and that was gratifying because my friends that could not even come to New York, you know, was um, a couple of people from New Orleans and from California. So we had a pre-Thanksgiving for the issue that we I really liked. And I was just thinking about, that's going to happen across the nation. But what about you, Jason? Like growing up in Sweden in the 80s, how do your family keep this tradition alive with, you know, in the middle of, this is a Thursday in probably one of the worst weather months in, in
0: Swedish, uh, uh, in the Swedish calendar. How did you guys keep it going? My parents being migrants from the United States, obviously the United States, as opposed to Sweden, Sweden has a lot of holidays because Sweden celebrates all the Christian, uh, the, all the holidays in the Christian calendar. So like, and... As a kid, that meant you were off school for Pentecost and for Ascension and for a whole bunch of holidays. I really didn't give a damn about what their meaning was, but I was off school. Now You
1: got, you got off of school. In, in so, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in
0: Sweden, Thanksgiving never existed in a, as a holiday and it still doesn't. Having said that, Swedes are so infatuated with uh, American culture in the United States and grew up on it and grew up... Uh, emulating, imitating, uh, being inspired by. So I think a lot of Swedes today probably buy a turkey and do a Thanksgiving Day dinner, even though they have no kind of roots in the United States. That probably happens. But for my parents, Thanksgiving was super duper important. Um. Well, what's on the table? We're absolutely. Like, I mean, I mean, it's. It's, I think it's it's one of the few holidays that's uniquely American, right? And in that, and we're going to get to that, I mean, Thanksgiving is really it's really double, you know, because it is my favorite holiday of all, because as opposed to all Mind as opposed to all those Christian holidays I didn't get, you know, that I, I couldn't really relate to why we're celebrating it, uh, Thanksgiving had this wonderful food, you know. And it was the coming together and it was the bird and it was the mashed potatoes and, you know, the creamed corn. So my parents always loved Thanksgiving because I think it was this sense of pride. And this is our culture. This is American culture. And if there's one thing we're going to cling to now when we're so far from our families uh, and, and Thanksgiving was never a time of year where they where they could take off work. So we could never go to the States. Mm-hmm. I don't remember celebrating uh as a kid a single Thanksgiving in the states because my parents were always working and it's a Thursday and it's working Thursday but we do like this they would collect all the uh Americans or not all the Americans but all their American friends yeah. in yeah. in yeah. the yeah. lund Malmo area get together they you know somebody was in charge of the bird somebody was in charge of the mashed potatoes my mom always claimed you know she does she does she does a sweet potato souffle that I've never had anywhere oh, else. Nice. And that she's, that's her point of pride. Sweet potato. Uh, well, now so it is, now that, it is, you know, but back then it wasn't. Yeah, but back then they had to, her, no, give her the pen. back then Yeah, let her talk care packages would be sent from the United States <laughs> with the canned, with the canned sweet potatoes. Care packages with, you know, uh, uh, vanilla essence, uh, uh, you know, all the uh, pumpkin pie spice, turkey spice, like, this stuff was planned way ahead of time. Today, you can get most of yes. the, most of the yes, ingredients. Yes, yes. There's two weird things about me and Thanksgiving. Like a favorite for most people and most people that I celebrated Thanksgiving with was the stuffing. Like everybody always liked the stuffing.
1: Mm-hmm. And my
0: mom is mm-hmm. really proud of her cornbread stuffing. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, of I don't really not. fuck with stuffing, you know? I, and I think yeah. it's because when I was a kid, my dad actually told me that he put like gizzards and like the insides, he yeah. put it into the stuffing. I'm like, yeah. all right, so I'm not touching that stuff. I know that. And, and I've never really returned to it, you know? Um, You're missing out. You're I know. That's out. what I've, that <laughs> I'm always told, you know? And also I found out yeah. the same thing about the gravy, you know, that he puts some of the gizzards or some of the insides and, and makes the gravy. I'm like, okay, I don't I don't f with the gravy. And that's still yeah. with me today. Like I do gravy. What lists. about your
1: sister? What what about your sister? What was her favorite thing coming up?
0: Uh I think just but I don't really know. I think just basically the whole spread. But she definitely ate the gravy and the stuffing. Um yeah. but the sweet potato souffle, so one- the sweet potato souffle definitely is what goes first. And some years my mom was like, Ah, uh, you know, uh, I'm really tired. I, I was really tired. I didn't. I only made one, you know, one thing of sweet potato souffle, so, and then it, then it, so you know, finishes. Right.
1: I have my list. I, I got questions. Mm-hmm. I got questions. So knowing that this was a gathering, you know, this is not just easy in the middle of Malma, You know, this took time to plan. Did you guys then, as community, did you guys do it on the Saturday, yeah. or did you actually keep it
0: to? No, the we day? did it on a Saturday because nobody was off work. You know. And one I remember one year my dad collected 80 people. He so he literally invited wow. all the Americans. Yeah. I think it was even Beautiful. I think there were even like British people and like Australian people. Like anybody who could speak English was invited.
1: And and under yeah, and understood sort of that tradition. Yes. So I will tell you two things, right? Um what I love, my whole growth of of, of Thanksgiving has been coming to America in my early twenties, you know. Those you, know, you have like four roommates or whatever, and 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 as a chef, like it's, it's, at Aquavit, we got off on Thanksgiving. So you know, we might have like sushi, Indian takeout, and then one of us maybe did the bird, right? And it was like, and everybody had roommates, so so it was like maybe fifteen maybe one or two Americans because their girlfriends or boyfriend were Americans, but it was, it was kind of like an immigrant Thanksgiving. And you think that's your unique. And then you go back to work the next day and you talk to your Mexican friends and you talk to all your other immigrant friends. Everybody pretty much did the same thing. So it was like people, the Mexicans having like their, their favorite, just regular festive dishes with a little bit of birds. So everybody kind of respected the new land. Right. And that, but, but then as kind of, I feel like Thanksgiving has followed me as an adult, right? So now I happen to love Thanksgiving, right? Because it's not around a bunch of gifts. It's actually just around food. And it's, it's, you, and we always started also with a giving, like we started with a, with our charities, with our turkey drive, right? So you start on Monday and Tuesday of that week, and it really gets you in the mind. And then I, you know that Wednesday night. Wednesday, I start cooking for my family, and I bring some Swedish tradition. I, I, I we do glug, for example, like right? that. You know, spiced wine that we all love, for example. So I've been able kind of to mix, mishmash what I love about sort of the Swedish holidays and Christmas mm-hmm. season, bring them into. So you might see, yeah, Tell me, herring and gravlax no, on our table. Yes, yes, yes.
0: See, okay. I, if there's another thing, I don't see. So you, you obviously, <laughs> all all our all, all our listeners are gonna be privy to this. So I stay away from certain things. Pickled herring is just a no no. I will be honest with you. I tried it the first time in my life two years ago, and people like Swedes yeah. don't understand. Like what? Yeah. You never tried herring? Like what? What are yeah, you talking about? Get out of here. You know, I tried it the first time in my life two years ago. Didn't like it. Too sweet, kind of mushy, you know. And everybody, of course, is like, oh, you just tasted the wrong one. I was like, no, no, I don't need to go there. It's not, you know, it's not something I need to eat. And you're bringing that but into the sanctity of Thanksgiving, yeah, Marcus? Yeah. So,
1: so it's a little bit of that. But now, obviously, we're basically an Ethiopian household. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so yesterday, so you know, is in my there. wife was already... Dude, <laughs> Dora what is is coming, yeah. she's starting Teet already and by, and by Monday, Tuesday, you know, I'm Brian the bird on Tuesday, most likely, dry, and she's cooking. So there will be turkey on our table, mm. will be a bunch of <laughs> Ethiopian sides. And I, and the, the other only other thing that I know has, so through all the work and cooking I've done in Sweden through, through Kitchen and Table, we started a Thanksgiving uh-huh. tradition. Uh-huh. So last Thanksgiving actually spent I it you. Together. It was to do. We beautiful. started this tra- yeah. We started a Thanksgiving tradition where, you know, a bunch of um, uh, you know Americans and people who are of that sort of um not just America but Australia, just like so you say. So we have Thanksgiving throughout our restaurants, but I do think one thing that Sweden applied quicker than the food itself. Right. Was Black Friday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Shopping That's shopping day. That's definitely a holiday. So that,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And and I was like, what? Mm. When did Sweden? Because when we were growing up, there wasn't really a no, Black Friday uh, in 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 Sweden. None. So it's so interesting how certain aspects of the culture yeah. is grabbed on. Well, and well that speaks on to. to
0: the globalism of of you know corporate consumerism and and you know it's like <laughs> they can have the bird whatever if people want to do that, but we're definitely doing the big sale to drive some you know uh to drive some profits but but the big thing today i just opened the uh the paper uh before we went into our recording was that black friday might have to be postponed you know oh yeah. wow so in sweden yeah. in in sweden, sweden yeah. is is getting closer we're going to get into that sweden is it's we're hit hard right now uh covet yeah, is yeah, really yeah. So, but i want to know one more mm-hmm. thing
1: about the diakete household mm-hmm. circa 1988 87 um Who was DJing? Who was spinning? (laughs) Because you know, like, like, what was the music? Yeah,
0: there was no. I I don't remember music. I mean, it was definitely not a DJ. Uh, And at both, no, I think you know there was really very seldom music. What was what always happened was that my mom and her American friends would sing uh, different. uh, They'd sing songs. Like they had some. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so they have some turkey song that they always sing. And then they sing like favorite. I don't understand these ladies either because they remember these songs from their childhood. And like they still know mm-hmm. the lyrics, which to me is incredible. Amazing. They would sing, uh, they would always sing this song from the musical Oklahoma. It's a really embarrassing and okay. terrib- terrible yeah, yeah. song. So they would sing yeah. like songs from their upbringing from old musicals and and stuff like that so there's always a big uh, like after everybody's eaten then they're singing you know pick up table five please pick up table four
1: we want to give thanks to you our listeners straight from the kitchen this time so I just want to on a real quick tip give away wherever you are wherever you're listening I want to give you a quick tip about a potential menu to honor a more inclusive Thanksgiving and think about all America. You can think about a collard green salad, actually, that uh, you braise the collard greens in vinegar and then you let them chill, and then take some fresh apples um, and you slice them, and then maybe you get some frisee and you make a vinaigrette. You toss that, and that's your salad: a so collard green apple salad with some frise. and then you know with some croutons with that you can actually do native american fry bread you know it's basically a very simple dough that you roll out and you fry and those can be your like your croutons and you know it's, it's a as you make them you can actually think about this was their land that we uh, are now uh, part of and uh, you don't have to go through the whole history but i do think you cannot do this menu without having empathy for others, right? And I do think, especially a year like this, people like you and me, Jason, we're happy that Joe Biden won and it was the Native Americans, 97% in Arizona that voted for Joe Biden. So we have a lot to be thankful for. Then when it comes to the main course, to the turkey, I do think that you want to brine the turkey on Tuesday. So how long do you get, let it like, sit
0: in the brine? For two days? I would say or just 24 no, hours. I would say
1: just yeah, twenty-four overnight. overnight boom. Yeah. And then just, the next that's day, salt
0: and, and water, right?
1: Salt, water. That you give me a pinch of sugar in, but you don't really, not a lot. And then the key is pat it dry, take it up, and then you want to separate the skin and you the meat. You put the butter in. There. You want to put a butter yeah, in there. a lot and of that butter. For me, <laughs> we put butter. We put berbere in our mm. butter and fresh herbs. So I put sage. Parsley, cilantro, mm-hmm. uh, just cilantro beautiful fresh too. herb. That's yeah. interesting. I mix yeah. up, I mix up sage, parsley, cilantro. I basically make with a little bit of olive oil, and then I fold that into the butter with berbere, and then that goes. I just All over that covering turkey. my, yeah. whole, my yeah. whole bird, two and a half hours, two hours depending on the size of it, uh, around 375 mm-hmm. um, Fahrenheit. Then I want to take, then I start taking it out and start basting it. All that liquid that's going to come Mm -hmm. out of it, I just keep basting that on top. And then I just pour a blend between honey Mm -hmm. and soy. I glaze the whole thing with honey and soy for the last 25 Mm -hmm. minutes. Mm -hmm. And I increase the heat to 425. And now you get that beautiful, crisp, Mm -hmm. glazed, crispy crispy skin. Then after two hours, it's key, depending on the size. The bird, then you take it out of the oven and it has to rest for a good hour. Okay. Don't touch it. Don't Under touch Or just let it sit, let it rest. sit
0: uncovered. No. Uncovered. uncovered. Okay.
1: Because that's how the whole, that's how you keep it moist, mm-hmm. right? What most people do, they take it and out and they carve it right it, yeah. away. Don't, don't, don't do, do that. Don't, don't do, do that. Then I would I would flip. I had another sweet potato recipe, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna go with uh Jason's mom's <laughs> sweet potato yeah, soufflé. No, she puts on, a, uh
0: like a brown um a brown sugar crumble on top of it makes it with of course uh, it does. orange juice uh, orange juice pecans and uh, and sweet potatoes like like yes. I literally so, know that she I'm going to send you the recipe cuz she's going to be very yeah, excited that that chef Marcus Samuelson actually no, we're was gonna interested post it on our <laughs> <laughs> No, we're going to post Bozak, it on our, our sweet potato soufflé definitely. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and then mm-hmm. I also think The other, because it is about the size, right? It's also about the snacks the next day, Mm -hmm. right? So I do think uh, having um, just some braised, slow braised black-eyed peas, right? And just do that on Tuesday when you brine the when you brine the bird on Tuesday, put the peas in the water. The next day, strain the water away. Start simmering them away. You know what I mean? Make some beautiful barbecue black-eyed peas. Now you have two sides. Then you also want you you also want something like um, because it's 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 a lot of food, and that appetizer salad I was talking about. Bring that also down to to the main course. Put that on the table, and people can eat that throughout. Having a salad in between, you need something light and refreshing, right? You need it. And then for me, it's all the next day. I need to tell you about next day. Next day, you have to, my favorite meal is always day two. When you're going up and do the turkey sandwich, right? And, and whether you put, you know, I have, a, I have a mean turkey sandwich now, which actually has some peanut butter or some almond butter. I toast my bread, almond butter, turkey, Ooh. and whatever cheese we have at home, boom. Yeah. And then some pickles. Uh-huh. And then peanut butter again. That's wow. the scent. that's the jam.
0: Wow. No and I'm out the door.
1: No maple no because dressing. the fat comes yeah. from the uh, the fat comes from the almond the, the uh, butter, almond. Yeah, butter, uh, the nut butter. Butter. Yeah. 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 That's and then crazy. the ne- last day, last day, I actually we do this beautiful ramen dish out of the turkey because we have all the bones, we have all the leftover. We make this thick stock with water, miso, and turkey bones, strain that, and then we put roasted carrots mm-hmm. and just do like all the vegetables that have left there. over Yeah, put your noodles that's in dope. there and and that's like that might be Saturday lunch or it could also be Saturday dinner there you go it's so a three step it takes you all
0: through <laughs> and a big takeaway there yeah. is I don't usually brine my birds but uh, I definitely yeah. should do that for the for just the the uh, the moistness of the meat right
1: yeah and the moist the where people are struggling with the bird I mean Deep frying a bird. If you're gonna deep fry your bird fully, do it on the balcony. Do not do it inside. I, I, it's always, it's always. You need a really big pot and only fill that pot up with about a third, uh, forty uh, percent with oil. And then you put your you talk about in deep frying a gonna, whole turkey. Yep. Whoa. People, well, people deep people fry a, a turkey, but don't. Damn. Yeah, of course, yeah. but you can But you can't do that inside. You have to do that yeah. outside. If you're worried about, if you're a smaller family also, if you're worried about the, uh, the breast meat being dry, sep- if you want the best tasting bird, mm. I always suggest separate the legs and the thighs, mm. right? Mm. Um, because they do cook on such an opposite, such a different time. Yeah, because a right? lot of so, times
0: turkeys, I'll tell you about growing up eating dry. turkeys in the 80s in Sweden. Also, they had to go to great lengths to even get turkeys and they were very small. Yeah. Um uh, mm-hmm. and I will say this: one of the shocking, what one, one of the shocks of my life was the first time I actually celebrated. I was probably in my twenties. Celebrated Thanksgiving in the United States. I was shocked at how fucking big a turkey can get, like yes, the, enormous, man. And there and there and there's a there's a there's a there's a wandering legend in our family about uh. My aunt's husband, he was Nigerian, Uh, you know, may he rest in peace. The story has it that he once ate four thighs uh, of an American turkey in one sitting. And even my uncle, (laughs) who's a big eater, was like, Jason, you don't understand. Like four people could have dinner on one of those thighs, you know. So yeah.
1: don't And don't go for the biggest turkey. No. You know, go stay somewhere between 12 and 14 pound. 12 pounders are great. You know, in, in terms of also another side that I love mm-hmm. is is obviously Brussels sprouts, Ooh, right? Gotta get the and Brussels you, sprouts. You, 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 you cut them in half, mm-hmm. you saute them in the pan, you add a little bit of honey and it to them. And then in the very end, if you can get it, chop up some caramelized pecans that you know your mom mm-hmm. has, but also add in the end, and this is delicious, Pomegranate mm, seed. Just
0: mm, pomegranate pomegranates. Just pomegranates. you can add on anything. Because, like you could sprinkle yeah, on it on your turkey, right. like on your on yeah. your breakfast, <laughs> on your porridge. Like I, I can always go for it. But yeah. I'll tell you my trick, because that pops. Like if I if I may, you know, what I always do with uh, Brussels sprouts is when I cut the root part off, I peel off a couple of the leaves. And then so so when I when I roast them in the oven, like there's always some crispy leaves around it. I love that. Yes. You know? That's a good part.
1: And that's what that soy and the honey will do, that caramelizes it, that just... But anyway, we can...
0: My mouth is literally watering now. We haven't really had, we haven't really, you know, I'm starting to realize, like what you go into, like the mode when you start talking about like the food and then you throw a little bit of this in and you take your... You know, you basically kind of like an MC, man. You know, it's it's oh, a no. Like, cooking you know, is it's totally a, it, it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's totally back and yeah, forth. Yeah, but just hearing you speaking
0: and, about food is like, uh, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, man. And and I would even say on that appetizer salad, make yourself some
0: cornbread. Yeah, just yeah. make yourself yeah. some
1: cornbread. Feel home. Do with you do? It. Do you, you know do what like mean?
0: Skillet cornbread or do you like uh, skillet? Yeah, yeah always. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, else yeah. is there? What else right? is there? What
1: <laughs> you know, call me when you find another one. Skillet. <laughs> Come on, man.
0: If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
1: Jason, you got a big award in Sweden, which I thought was... No, but I think it, it really it matters, right? Um, they named you influencer of the year. And I love that because they also, and I read it, and it was like, they were so appreciated that you took your platform, mm. which is a big platform in Scandinavia, and you choose to fill it with information about us as people, mm. as Swedes, throughout the pandemic, we talked you talked about George Floyd, you talked about racism, and you lent your voice to things that matter right. and maybe the average Swedish person hopefully got informed in a way, in a trusted voice, through you. So we're really, you know, from everybody that works yeah, in this I moment miss, and listen to it, yeah. we congratulate Thank you, you Jason, brother. Thank you.
0: So what the the prize was called the Anders Callby Prize uh for Oritz oh, Povak. And Anders Callby was a guy who in the 80s started. A, he got to take over an, an old uh, meat packing building uh, in Stockholm and built basically uh, a school, uh, well, both a school and a, mm-hmm. and a, you know, a culture house for for young people. And this man was so dedicated and welcoming. He. Uh, in the '90s, when Sweden had a, a huge problem with a lot of young people falling into skinhead cultures, becoming neo Nazis, he had an exit program. So he had the, you know, the magnanimity and the humanity to see the kids beyond the bomber jackets, beyond the Dr. Sure. Martens, and say, "Come, you can come and hang out here, and we'll talk." You know, he he actively worked depro deprogramming neo-nazi youth and anyone who does that and is able to not only see the humanity and see the child behind this be behind this confusion but to also reach that kid and to invite them in and then you know there are already black and brown and white kids hanging out at Frasers. and he's inviting the nazis in like come in and be with us you know that was unheard of in the 90s so this he was truly a great man and his whole life you know he he's passed away he's buried just a couple of blocks from where i'm sitting right now and 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 uh, so receiving a prize in his in his name was uh, was a huge honor uh and really a beautiful thing um having said that i you know uh it's been such an odd year and i really want to get to it marcus cuz you know the pandemic happened in the spring, as it and it's been ongoing since the spring, right? Since since March,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was bad in Sweden. You know we had a lot of deaths. You know, it, Sweden actually had one of the highest uh, case mortality rates uh, per, capita, it, it, right? per capita in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, having said that, you know, the, by sheer numbers, it's nothing compared to the United States, India, Russia, but or Brazil, but but a lot for this small population. Sure. What is happening now and has been going on for the past, I'd say about 10 days, two weeks, is that the pandemic is hitting harder than it did in the spring. So our daily infection numbers now are pretty much between twice and triple what they were on the highest Mm -hmm. day during the whole pandemic in Mm -hmm. the spring. Mm -hmm. And... Mm -hmm. Sweden is getting and closer. So, so, just yesterday, the government, or just a few days ago, when you're hearing this, uh, the government went out and said, "Now you're not allowed to congregate in groups over eight people."
1: Over eight. People.
0: So, Sweden Nine. is getting as close to a lockdown as they've been throughout this pandemic, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are scared. Uh, a lot of people are also angry. There's a lot of, uh, you know, anger directed at the politicians. Uh, I think, unfortunately, the media is really more trying to find a scapegoat for who can we blame? Can we blame the the equivalent of Fauci in Sweden? His name is Tegnell. Can we blame Tegnell? Can we blame the prime minister? Like, who can we point fingers at rather than see the systemic, like the systemic failures? And how can we improve the system and how can we help people working in healthcare or in culture or, you know, these areas that are hard hit. So, and, and having said all this, when the pandemic started, it was spring. Sweden was moving into the light. The sun was starting to shine longer on us. And even so, it was difficult. Now it's November. It gets dark, you know, it gets at around 2.30, the sun starts setting uh, it's constantly overcast, you know. November is always a tough month uh, spiritually, yeah. you know, for your just spiritual health in Sweden, uh, and especially no, needing I'm, the I'm, D I'm, vitamin I'm D that I need, you know, and that we need. I'm very
1: very worried. Uh, you know? And
0: now it, this is a massive, and you know, and this is also then on the back of the pandemic having raged for so long, and people are worried about their their livelihoods, and and you know. I had a friend call me today. He might he might lose his apartment. You know, uh, if he if he didn't have parents, he he'd be homeless. You know, no, it's, I, they, it's is, hardcore is, right now. People
1: are people are COVID fatigue, right? Uh-huh. That's one. People also there's all types of information so because of we have access to different information. People are drilling down on their information and want to confirm that they're right. uh, uh a lot of my friends in the restaurant industry, obviously. Um, they're, are they're, impacted. they're
0: really hurting over here.
1: Really, really hurting. Closing the restaurants at 10 and so on. I feel like Sweden's basically going through now what America went through in the middle of, I want to say in spring and the summer, right? But we're preparing for a second lockdown here as well. Whether you want to call it a lockdown in America, and that's going to vary state from state, but you can call it whatever it is. It's about really flattening the curve and being responsible i mean in new york for example everyone wears masks mm-hmm. it's not a conversation right and then you know when i speak to my swedish friends not so much i know right? which well is, maybe you know is
0: just mind blowing it's mind yeah, blowing. yeah so let
1: you know? so 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 this is this is real we're we're going into a very 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 tough time for the next three four months and yes There are some good news that there's two major companies being developed. developed.
0: Absolutely. Sure. And and they're much more on the way. I think there are a total of, what, 52 different vaccines being worked on. Uh, But when when they reach us and when they reach the broader public, we still don't know. Exactly. And having said that, I I must say, I'm, you know, one thing to tie into Thanksgiving and the enthusiasm about that upcoming. You know, joy in this moment is joy and having things to look forward to and having, you know, getting our minds off this, you know, uh, uh, multi-armed, multi-faceted crises that we've been going through this year is so important right now. Uh, no, it, it
1: absolutely figuring out your own mental health, figuring out how can you be social without being with, with being social distance. How do you love on one another, right? Like these small wins. So, cooking a turkey on Thursday and you know sharing that recipe via Facetime on Zoom with your mom or with your cousin, Do that if that makes you feel in a better space because it it's, we're being tested to our core. You know, for me also. Um, we are preparing right now here in New York, like this is happening right now. Like, like we're going into the second phase. I, I, I feel like we kind of prepared for it cause we've done a lot of the work before, but just like you said, this blaming game, you can do that, but that's not going to help, right? What's going to help is actually thought through, listen to the scientists and thought through you know collective solutions do you know what i mean like you know i think my my son's school's going to shut down again okay it's okay what does that home learning look like now that homeschooling look like okay we've been through that before so we have some experience right mm-hmm. i don't know if they started to shut down school in sweden or what, what does that look
0: they like? they haven't started to shut down schools yet uh, that i know of main you know of course the business that i'm in is standing on stage in front of a front of a live audience is uh is being shut down again because um up until just last week we had this you know you could have 50 people in the audience and since we're going into the holiday seasons and since we're on the heels of this of this 2020 being what it has been you know uh I myself was planning to do a couple of concerts, and these are of course, you have fifty people in the room, they're all distanced uh you know everything has to be handled very uh very correctly right and responsibly uh but now, but that's all gone you know and uh, and of course, and that's in it's you know and that's good because it we shouldn't be doing it with with the virus running rampant the way it is right now
1: in my industry it's it's I'm so afraid of small restaurants mom and, pop and bars shops, yeah. and coffees and mom and pop that makes neighborhoods, mm-hmm. right? When you think about what is a neighborhood, it's a bunch of small collective that creates, why do you live on Seder in Stockholm? Why do I live in Harlem? It's all those mom and pops that makes your neighborhood a neighborhood. It's the, it's really the character, the soul. Yeah. It's the soul and the character of that neighborhood. Mm. So what I when I close my eyes in my worst way, I just don't want to, I really pray and hope that these businesses get some type of support so they thereby spring because otherwise, as collective, our neighborhoods will look vastly different. And again, very often, whether it's BIPOC, immigrant, or black populations, very often the small business owner that doesn't really have equal access to to, um, institutional monies, they will be hit harder, right? Uh, so I just hope and pray that there will be support system out through government's program or through private programs, because we have never, probably not since the Second World War, gone through something like this as a collective. So this is really, really difficult. My industry has shifted, and I'm very, very fortunate enough to acknowledge my privilege. I've been able to do cooking classes uh, on, on Zoom, and the feedback I get, you know, look, it's obviously everyone is in their own home, but it's been fun to do cooking classes so I can connect with an audience. We've been sending them a meal package and it really came from music. It really came from DJ Nice. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. he
0: started to do these a DJ D-nice, sets. Yeah. DJ Nice from yeah. Big Down Productions. Yeah,
1: yeah. and maybe, maybe uh, that will be something that we'll keep after the pandemic. And I hope, Jason, that your industry in Sweden, you know, jumps on that and creates kind of you know, maybe that's already been started. Some type of a music performance online. No, definitely. That that's what we're looking up at. To.
0: That's absolutely what we're looking yeah. at. That's our only. Uh, you know, we got to spread some some joy and some light and some happiness, energy and 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 dance to the people. So,
1: well, you're getting people excited because your album, you're working on your <laughs> album, and you've been are gonna t- us yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. that was you've basically to kind of excite myself. Is like to just identify one point in the future that I actually have something to look forward to because moving into yet another kind of lockdown like situation, uh, you know, it's just that feeling of not having that feeling of not having things to look forward to. Like usually in a regular week, you, you look forward to, you know, Friday when I'm going to meet that friend or, or, you know, in two weeks I'm going to go and do that show or, you know, all those small things put together, you really notice them when they're gone, you know, that not having all that in front of you. So I had to just put that out there. Like I got some new music coming and I personally am looking forward to that, you know.
1: Yeah. And also I think that uh, you know when I get those videos, when I see you on the IG like that, right, it's always um, dawns on me like how you're such a great live artist, right? And and you such, you know, like, so the energy that you bring, so I definitely know if you would do, you know, video or Zoom concert, your energy will come through. It will be fly. So I'm just putting it out there that, you know, we kind of <laughs> like, we kind of want to see yep. that.
0: And the best yeah. thing about that is yeah. that you could check it out in the States too. I'll just set it in a time where, yeah, you know, no, no. yeah.
1: I've done cooking classes mm-hmm. in Delhi, where my audience were from Sao Paulo and mm-hmm. Delhi in India. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like, what? <laughs> and so, it, and I was like so humbled by mm. it. And it just gives, gives you courage. Mm. Like it was, it's awkward, Jason, to do a cooking demo when you talk to a screen. Mm. You want feedback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was lucky enough to have some of my crew. It's like, you guys have to be on the other side of that because I need yeah, feedback. Yeah, yeah. But once you get your legs up, you know, this has been, it's this got to be done. Part man. of what we bring with us.
0: Yeah. So Marcus, one thing I want to uh, speak to you about, and I know this is something that touches you very deeply and personally, and not just you, but your whole family, uh, is what is going on in Ethiopia, the conflict that is, uh, is unfolding in the Tigray region, uh, which may, uh, which may develop into something full scale and something far more bloody than it already is. Tell me a little bit about how you're feeling about all that, Marcus.
1: Well, um it's very it's very hurtful. Um knowing I mean I love Ethiopia. I was born there, my wife, and now we still have family there and we're in contact with Ethiopia on, you know, daily or by daily you know, it's just as much as we love Sweden. We love Ethiopia. And culturally it's such an important place and it's layered and it's complex, but I just pray for Ethiopia right now, mm. and I want peace. You know, because children are hurting, families are being torn apart. Um, people are being killed. you know, people are people, people are dying, being killed. Know. Just from a humanitarian point of view, um, we need to resolve this peacefully, because it's just gonna we how to it's just gonna escalate into extremely extremely bloody and bad and there's no winner so we have to figure out how do we peacefully solve it and uh, ethiopia has come so far uh we have far to go but we come so far and you know one of the things that we i always take pride in is that there's some several religions in ethiopia that have been coexistence muslim christian jewish um and and free religions other religions as well but we always kind of respect that and it's highly layered in terms of uh, its tribes and in terms of its languages, but we coexisted and we have to coexist because it's, um, war is not the answer. It Just has. sending our to...
0: thoughts and our love to, mm-hmm. to all our people in Ethiopia. And, uh, and yeah, like you were saying, praying for peace and, and somehow a, a miraculous, peaceful solution to what's, what's, what's unfolding right now and also i want to add we we should we should end with uh uh one of the most beautiful things about thanksgiving other than the coming together other than the 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 wonderful spread of food is the giving thanks like no matter the background uh, no matter the 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 genocide and blood that 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 is also a part of why we celebrate thanksgiving um or not why we celebrate it but what where, where the roots of this uh tradition come from uh the giving of thanks is truly a beautiful thing uh gratitude and gratefulness are such important emotions marcus what are you going to what are you feeling thankful about in this 2020 what thanks are you giving at that table
1: well i'm extremely thankful for and blessed for have my family stayed healthy and uh, that I'm part of a community here in Harlem where we are all collectively trying to navigate through this. My neighbors, my community, that I'm part of. And also the restaurant community that we are collectively trying to figure out how to get to the next side, helping each other out. I'm thankful for our, stay, for our family staying healthy. I'm thankful for being part of my street that trying to figure out for the kids and the hospitality community. I'm also thankful for us doing this a podcast this moment you know because it's been an outlet that i feel both of us have needed to be able to share it's a trusted space we've been able to have dialogue and learn from other people and share those thoughts uh with an audience that this ain't easy 2020 is one of the hardest things that we probably gone through as a year but to do it and have a receipt that we we did something whether it was had a dialogue about how scared and nervous we were in the beginning and still are, and to, you know, the day of the election. So all of those thoughts mm. we have done through thank- through this moment. So I'm thankful for having a community that are very diverse, very different, and-, and guides me when I'm going on the wrong exit. So Jason, what are you thankful for?
0: It's odd to say it, but there's... There are more things to be thankful for today, this year, and this moment, than I can pretty much ever remember. I mean, just the fact that something that I normally would take for granted, right? My own health, my family's health, you know, that my daughter is healthy is something that I'm thankful for on a much deeper level today than last year. I'm thankful that... uh no, I'm. I'm still able to do what I love doing. My my partner is still able to do what she loves doing. It's an extreme privilege, and really, just looking at that privilege that we enjoy, and again, have so often taken for granted, is you know, just the source of of the deepest gratitude I've felt in a long time. To be honest with you. And I'm thankful that my, that, that my parents are still around, you know. Uh, my mom just turned 79. My dad's turning 80 in a couple of weeks. Uh, and I, and, and I, as I mentioned before, you know what? I, I'm really thankful that Biden won the election. And I mean, not for all the obvious reasons, but, you know, like I just said, my parents are, are reaching a high age this was the last they saw of the country that they left in 1969 you know another four years of of this uh, toxic uh, uh, hatefulness you know so I'm really thankful that uh, that uh, that Biden won on on that for all the for all the obvious reasons but specifically for that very personal reason so yeah
1: All right, guys Thank you so much. Peace. Tons of sounds behind me. These are the sounds and noises that I'm gonna miss because we're about to get shut down again. And about 12 million people are working in the restaurant industry, not be able to cook for a long time. Happy Thanksgiving. It's gonna be a strange one, but cook, eat, and love on one another. All best from this moment.